Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming to you today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join us for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. Today, we're going to begin a new chapter in the book of 2 Corinthians, and we are venturing now into chapter 3, and we're looking forward to getting through these several verses in this third chapter. If you've missed chapter 1 and chapter 2, then you've missed, I guess, about 15 Bible studies that we've done or so, maybe more, and you can catch all of them on the podcast. And if you go to Spotify or iTunes or wherever it is you find podcasts, type in Striving for Revival and subscribe. It's all free and it gives you access to every Bible study that we have done. Now we are on, of course, KNVBC and we're on other broadcasting networks and we're on AM and FM and shortwave stations across the country. We're on a couple other uh, internet radio stations as well that I'm aware of. And uh, so there's a lot of ways to hear us, but the podcast is convenient because you can listen whenever you want. You can listen and re-listen and rewind and fast forward. And if you miss us on the radio, you can catch us on the podcast anytime, anyplace, whenever you're available. Now, I want you to always support your radio ministry. Never never take that for granted. I tell you, that's a blessing that God allows us to have this avenue to get the gospel out. But the podcast is just something you can use to help you as you study with me. I know when I travel, sometimes people will say, Brother Cooper, we, we study our Bible with you as you go on through a striving for revival on through the Bible. We take our Bible out and uh, we uh, just follow along. And basically what I do is read the verses and just explain what the Bible's saying, make a simple application or try to make it simple anyway, and just give you a truth to apply to your life because that's how I read my Bible. You say, well, you're not very deep. I I'll be the first to admit, I, I guess I'm not. And uh, I, I'm, I'm having hard enough. Tra- I like what the preacher said. He said, some people spend all their time trying to figure out stuff they don't understand. He said, I'm trying to figure out what to do with the stuff I do understand. And so I'm just trying to give you some simple truth from the scripture. Now, chapter three, Paul is still on the defense. He was on the offense in first Corinthians. He was admonishing. He was instructing. He was rebuking. He was correcting. He was pastoring. Now he is defending himself. These carnal Corinthians did not, I'm sure, take well, take kindly to Paul's first letter. It corrected them. It called them out on the carpet. And no doubt they were looking for any way to take the authority out of Paul's apostleship. Why? Because they wanted to discard his message. So Paul is defending himself. He's defended himself as far as not arriving yet, and he told him why he has not yet come to Corinth. And now he's defending his apostleship or his genuineness in serving God. Now, to think that these whom he had loved and labored among would question that is crazy, but usually that's how it goes. Those you help the most can hurt you the worst. Those you love the most can turn around and hate you the worst. And Paul's experiencing that. Verse number one, here's what he says. Do we begin again to commend ourselves, or need we as some others, epistles of commendation to you, or letters of commendation to 
from you. Now, I don't know the example specifically, but it's obvious Paul is saying here, do I have to vet myself? Do I have to give you a resume? I mean, do I have to stand up here and be an apologist for my ministry towards you? Do I have to stand up here and say, well, listen, remember this, remember that, and don't forget about this, and on and on it goes. Now, in the previous chapter, he went on and said, I don't corrupt the word of God. I'm not in this thing as some crooked uh, uh, charlatan. That's not who I am. I'm not using the Bible for selfish gain. He said, but do I need to commend myself or recommend myself? Do I have to prove myself to you? Are you trying to uh, uh, to question me to where I have to offer you some kind of proof of who I am? Do I need a letter? He said, do I need to find some fellas to vouch for me and give me a recommendation? You know, sometimes early in the ministry, people do that. I remember I did that when I first started out in the ministry. I had some men who wrote me letters of recommendation to help get me in the door at some places, and I think that's fine. But can you imagine a seasoned man? A veteran like Paul, especially Paul, having to get a letter of recommendation. I mean, what's he going to say? Apollos, write me a letter here. Uh, T- Timothy, I know you're young, but Titus and you too, I need letters because they doubt me. They're in Corinth, and he, he's being a little bit tongue-in-cheek with, with the Corinthians. And then he said, how about you? How about you in Corinth? Why don't you write me a letter? He said, I've done enough for you that you could write a long letter talk about what Paul's done for you. He said, Why do I need to get a letter from you? He said, do I need an epistle? But then in verse number two, look what he says. Ye are our epistle. You are my resume. You are my recommendation letter. You are the vetting, if you will. Ye are our epistle written in our hearts, known and read of all men. He said, everybody out there can tell that I've borne fruit among you. You used to be lost and now you're saved. And as carnal as you are, you're still not who you used to be. He said, you are our letter of commendation. For as much as you're manifestly declared to be the epistle of Christ ministered by us, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not in tables of stone, but in fleshy tables of the heart. So he's saying, you're my workmanship. You're the fruit of my ministry. You are the validation of my labor. The truth is etched in my heart. The truth is etched by your life. The world can see what has happened in you by the grace of God because God allowed me to preach to you, and that's all the validation I ought to need. The work of the ministry that was wrought by Paul at Corinth is his reference. That is all he needs. Christ has put his stamp of approval on Paul. Christ has added his amen. And the epistle that he's referring to is not one that some man wrote with parchment and pen. It's not written with ink on paper. It's not inscribed in a tablet of stone like the law was when Moses received it on Sinai. No, it was written in their heart. The message was written in their heart. The contrast not stone, but heart. His ministry is not something cold, stone, not something hard, stone, not something without any life, stone, not something that is uh, simply uh, non-responsive, stone, but it's heart. It is love. It is compassion. It is care. Amen. It is labor. It is ministry. It is servant. Uh, servitude, if you will. His ministry to them is one of heart. It's not legality. It's not show. It's not Old Testament-ish. It's not law. It's grace. Can you imagine that? They're questioning him. They're saying, Paul, I thought, I don't know, Paul, if you're real or not. And Paul said, check your own life. Proof is in the people. 
Now, let me stop it. I like that statement. The proof is in the people. The same thing ought to ring true in my life and in yours. Any of us who get to serve God, Sunday school teacher or bus worker, choir member, of course, pastor, evangelist, missionary, uh, college professor, Christian school teacher, you can say what you want to say, but proof is in the people you serve. I wonder what kind of a letter are you writing? What kind of a letter are you writing? What kind of a epistle are you writing? Is it an epistle of stone? Ah, it's just a job. It pays the bills. Well, it's only a five-year-old Sunday school class. It's just a small bus route. I'm doing it, not because I want to, but they needed somebody, so I told them I'd fill in, and I complain about it the whole time I partake in it, and I, I look forward to getting over, uh, getting it over with, not getting to it. I mean, I, I mean, I don't really like it or anything, but I'll do it. Can I tell you, people know when you feel that way. They can tell when you're serving from that spot. <laughs> they know if things are derived from that place in your life. That's nothing but written on tables of stone. It's cold. It's indifferent. There's no intimacy there. There's no, uh, no emotion there. It's, uh, there's nothing to feel, if you will. And then there's the sign that writes it in heart. That's when people can tell. You've heard the statement. It's been made so many times. Maybe you've heard it to where it's ineffective, but people don't care how much you know till they know how much you care. And I'll tell you what writes it in the heart are tears. What writes it in the heart? It's praying with. What writes it in the heart? It's putting your arm around their shoulder and saying, hey, I care about what you're going through. What's it to write in their heart? It's to give of your time willingly to give of your money willingly to show them that you love by correction and discipline but also compassion and grace and i want to challenge you today if you have a spot serving god the proof will be in the people you're writing a letter don't write it in stone let's etch it in heart that's all of our time for today. Make sure you join us next Bible study. And until then, pray for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, assistant pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.